one who rents out a house to somebody else. The Mishnah continues its discussion of the last few Mishnayas of somebody renting a house to another person. And what happened next is that Venofal, the house fell down whilst the person was renting it. Now, in a scenario that this person rented this specific house, and when they agreed, these two people, that the owner of a house would rent a house to the other person, they talked about a specific house. The entire agreement was that this particular house I'm going to rent to you. If the house then collapses during the rental period, and we're not talking about a case where it falls down because it wasn't strong enough, it was some mad occurrence which shouldn't really have happened. And therefore, in such a case, the renter would actually lose out. The owner is not obligated to give him a different house as a replacement. They only ever agreed about this particular house. And we say that it's sort of the luck not the luck, but it's the muzzle, and Hashem wanted the renter not to be able to gain from the house. This is not a regular thing that the house would fall down, and as soon as this person rented it, now it falls down. You see that this was supposed to happen to the person renting the house, and the person who rented it to him is not obligated to give him a different house as a replacement. However, our mission is talking about a case where the agreement between them was that he'll give him a particular a house for him to rent. They didn't talk about a specific house, and because of that, the owner is obligated to replace the house with a different one for him to live in there until the period of rental has ended. Now, although we're talking about a case where they didn't specify a particular house, we are talking about a case where, or at least the next part of the mission is talking about a case where he said, I'm going to rent you a house which looks like this one. He points to a particular house and he says, I'm going to rent you a house which is very similar to this. Her cotton, if that house was small, and so until now he had given him a small house, which is similar to that house that he pointed out originally, he cannot make it into a big one, meaning he cannot replace this small house with a new house which is much larger. Certain people prefer smaller houses, Godel. If it was a large house, Leyasenu Godel, he can't replace it with a smaller house, Echod. If it was one house, Leyasenu Shnaim, he can't give him two smaller houses, Shnaim. If it was two smaller houses, Leyasenu Echod, he can't replace it with one larger house. And Leifreis Mechalonis, he can't reduce the number of windows which the house has, and can't add on to the number of windows, except in all of these cases, if they both agree. Whatever they both agree to, and the renter is perhaps willing to give up on whatever it may be, then you could replace that with a slightly different house as long as the other person agrees. The vast majority of this perek discusses somebody who rents a field with a particular deal. And that is that he's also going to work that field, and the rent which he's going to pay the owner will come from that which is produced in the field itself. I'm going to have pretty much the next ten Mishnayas beginning in the same way, talking about this arrangement and various laws which would apply. Now, it's important to take note the Mishnayas often, in most of these cases, will not specify exactly the type of rental. Now, even in this unique type of rental which we just mentioned, that the renter is going to pay the owner of the field from the produce which is produced in this field by him working in that field. So he's not only a renter, he's also working in that field. There are two types. The first is known as arisus, and that is when their agreement is that the person renting the field and working the field will give a certain percentage, a certain fraction, a portion of the produce of the crop to the owner. That's a resource. 
and the person renting it in this way would be called an oris. The second type is known as chachiros, and the person renting it would be known as a choicher, and that is when their deal is not that he's going to give the owner a percentage of the crop, but rather when he's going to give a fixed amount of the crop. He says, regardless of how much produce will end up being produced by this field this year, I am going to give you a particular fixed amount which we're going to set already at the onset, and regardless of how much the field will produce, I will give you that amount of produce. And those are the two different arrangements, Arisus, which is a percentage, and Chachirus, which is a fixed amount, and although the Mishnahs don't necessarily specify which Mishnah is talking about which type of renter, the Gemara does explain, and we will explain as we go through each Mishnah, which type of rental agreement is under discussion. Now, the first Mishnah talks about both Arisus and Chachiros. The Mishnah says, One who accepts a field from somebody else and is either an Oris or a Chacher. So, of course, he is responsible to work the field and to make sure that the crops grow. And included in that is, of course, the actual harvesting of the produce. Now, there are two ways to harvest the produce. One is by just cutting off the actual produce, and the other method is by uprooting all of the produce together with the seeds. And there are various advantages and disadvantages in each method. So the Mishnah says that what is expected of this oris or choicher to do, if it's a location where the general practice is to cut it, just the produce, but without uprooting the entire thing, then he needs to do that. But if the general practice in that area is that people who work in a the field, they totally uproot the entire produce, then Yaakar, he needs to uproot it according to the general custom which exists in that location, and if the custom in that location was that they would plough the field immediately after harvesting it, not only in order to prepare for the coming year's produce, but already now, as soon as they uproot the produce or cut down the produce, there are certain locations where the general practice was for them to plough the field. That would make sure none of the weeds would grow again the next year. Then this person needs to plough the field, if that is the general custom, says the mission of the rule is, it all goes according to what the general custom and practice in that location is. That is what is expected from this person. And that is talking about both an oris and a choicher. The next part of the Mishnah is talking specifically about an oris who needs to give a percentage of the produce to the owner of the field. And the Mishnah says, In the same way as they split the actual grain, if it's a grain field, they also split between each other the straw. Tevin and Kash are different types of straw. One is the straw which is harvested together with the rest of the grain. The other refers to straw which is left in the ground. But the point is, even though, of course, the grain is more desirable than the straw, if the agreement is, let's say, that he'll give the owner 30% of, the, of that which is produced, so that means 30% from the more desirable grain and 30% from the less desirable straw. He can't make up the 30% only from straw, of course, but he has to give 30% of each level. And in the same way as they would split the wine, if the field under discussion is a vineyard, in the same way they would split the branches of the vine, as well as the sticks, the reeds which they would use in order to make sure the vine stays standing. 
they would often have other sticks which were not which were not actually part of the tree, not part of the vine, but these sticks would make sure the vine would stand up. And the Mishnah says the reason why the, these sticks are split between them, we're talking about once the sticks are no longer needed, the reason why they are split is because originally the Shnei Misabkin is Akonim. They both um, supply these sticks between them. The understanding between them is that they'll need to both supply these sticks for the sake of the vines. So again, they would split it at the end according to how much each person provided of these sticks. Mishnah based on Kausan Mechavegrai, one who accepts a field from somebody else, and he is either an Oris or a Choycher. He based Hashlochen, and the field which he receives is a Beis HaShlochen. Beis HaShlochen is a type of field which needs other water as well as the rainwater. The rainwater is not enough for the produce in that field to grow, and it relies on a river or a stream, whatever it may be, and there is an irrigation system, which means that there's water which goes to the different parts of the field from a different source of water. However, we're talking about a case where when they originally made the agreement that he's going to get a field to work on, he didn't specify that there'll be a source of water in that field itself. For example, a stream inside that field. The agreement was that there'll be at least a source of water nearby that he'd be able to derive water from there in order to give water to the field. But it happened to be that the field which was given to him also had a spring of water inside that field which made it much easier for him to water that entire field. Or if the field which he receives is a field which contains a tree or multiple trees inside that field. But again, this wasn't specified in the agreement, meaning he understood that he was renting a field which was full of just grain. Grain requires more work. And then he's given the field, and he sees that there's also a few trees in the field. And that's better for the renter, because it requires less work on his part, and yet he'll still receive a large portion of those fruit. But as it may, later on, whilst he's renting this field and working with the field, the spring of water dries up, or the Ilan, the tree which was situated in the field is cut down. Something happened to the tree. He cannot reduce the amount of produce which he's going to give to the owner of the field by claiming that now I have to work harder, and now that there's going to be grain planted here instead of trees, or there'll be nothing planted there, but I'm not going to get as much benefit from the fruit of these trees, so I now have to work harder compared to how much I'm going to receive. Says Mishnah, he has no claim. Because anyway, the agreement which they originally made didn't include this. Only if, in my life, he originally said to him when they originally made the agreement of this rental, rent for me, rent me a field, this specific field, which relies on water and has a spring inside of it, or this field which has trees inside of it, if that was the original agreement, so then, if the spring is dried up, or the tree is cut down, then the renter would be able to reduce from the amount that he's going to give the owner of that field, because he now has less advantages, and he has less than what they originally agreed upon. One who accepts a field from his friend, he rents it, and he's working in that field as an oris, which means that he's going to give a percentage, a portion of that which is going to be produced to the owner of the field. Now, the main difference between Arisus and Chachirus is that when it comes to an oris, it depends on how much is actually going to be produced that year. Every year, there's a slightly different amount of produce which ends up being produced in that field. 
But when it comes to a choyche, it makes no difference how much is produced that year. There's a fixed amount which they fix from the beginning how much is going to pay him of the produce. However, regarding an oris, it depends on what is going to be produced. So what happens if the oris vahivira? He left the field alone and he didn't work the field at all. So nothing was produced, or perhaps certain crop was produced, but much less than would regularly be produced in a normal year. And it's because of his lack of work. So that's not fair. He's not really keeping to his part of the deal that he's going to work the field as well as just renting it. So the Mishnah says, Shomin We evaluate and make a measurement, an estimate of how much that field is fitting to produce. And he is obligated to give a portion of that, whatever the agreement was between them, that he'd give a third or a quarter or half, whatever the agreement is, that percentage of what is generally produced by the field, that is how much he has to give or pay the value of to the owner of the field. Because that's indeed what they were generally right in an agreement of Arisus, that if I will leave the field to be by itself and I won't work the field, I will pay you with the best, meaning I'll pay you produce as if I would have worked the field to the best of my ability, and indeed, even if he, this particular Oris didn't write this in the agreement, since that is a general custom and understanding, he would be obligated to compensate the owner of the field in such a case where he didn't actually work the field properly.